Okay. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I had the wrong uh, overlay on my stream, but we're good. Welcome back to the Triforce Actors Podcast. This is episode four now, right? Because we had one. Yeah, we're yeah on one episode just episode four. Yeah, and we have the lovely Yubin, aka KR Monkey Dog, if you've, you've seen him run around on the, the NA server with us today. Uh, we can just start off as we always do, just talking about life, talking about our week. Um, I can start, and my week was was pretty good. Just, I, I literally have been hard stuck like three hundred, like thirteen hundred LP this week, right? I climbed a bunch today, but uh, and I figured out what it was. I looked at my lol chest. It was like fifteen top fours, five bot fours, and every single one of them was like a seventh or an eighth. <laughs> oh no! It's it like a seventh or an eighth in like a master's lobby, and it, it's like, mm. yeah. So that's been my week. But I, you're getting there now, so. Uh, Wait, but Appies, who uh, we have you been on the podcast, but who are the other two people? If Ooh. you don't introduce the other two people, how will the audience know who we are? Uh, I, can, I can, I can do an introduction. I, I feel like I haven't. All right, so uh, we have Jirachi <laughs> over in the top right. <laughs> Maybe if Jirachi wants to uh, have, uh, have have me introduce the introduction to Jirachi and then say more about their. Is that a sentence? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um. No, what have not. I done? Uh, I played. I played some TFT last Saturday. Um, someone snitched to Kurum about the golf accounts starting on that day with me and Arrow. Uh, match business, and I haven't played TFT since then. <laughs> I actually have not played TFT in a week. Like I've been busy with grad school. I've had a social. <laughs> I've actually had a social life. It's so weird, Spicy but I'm just like, that. I also like looked at the patch and like looked at what people are playing and then looked at the B patch and was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm off of TFT this week. So everything I've done for the past week has not been TFT related and it's been fantastic. We take those. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, over in the bottom left, we have the lovely Spider Rider Kevin Raman himself. Oh, yes. Ram Kev TFT. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's the duality of the accounts. Today on main, I hit rank one global. And then on the Smurf, he ran it down 150 LP in like four games. <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a fun time. Not it's bad, not bad. How has your week been? Yeah, how's it been going? Not nothing like out of the ordinary. I've actually like barely been playing TFT the past uh like week and a half. I've, I think I played one game today. Um, I lost like two hundred LP last patch during the the reroll, the Nocturne, uh, Yasuo, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been playing too much TFT, but. My, my week's been okay, I think, for the most part. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's been okay, that means it wasn't bad, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, start just a couple questions for you, Ben. Just like, since we have you on, we want to hear you talk about stuff. Um, so you're, you play in both the North American and Korean servers. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to just talk a little bit about like the differences between playing in the two servers, like, what playing on like different ping is like and maybe some of the play style differences. Okay, so I've been playing TFT since like I'm not sure when exactly, but around like set two. And 
from then I, I've like actually barely played NA, so I can't really say too much about NA server during like set two and three. But um playing crane server was actually like super interesting because like as I was learning the game, I actually watched NA streamers when I was first uh, learning the game. I watched a lot of Q and then the Soju. But um like looking at it now, comparing like NA and Korea, the two regions like side by side, um Korea was definitely like super like way more aggressive than any at least earlier in like set two three. I I think like now NA changed a lot. Like NA playstyle is pretty much like um similar. Like people like uh play a lot differently compared to set three and four, I think in my opinion. Um and then for the ping wise, I mean it feels good playing TFT with nine ping, I'm not gonna lie. And then although I think TFT I'm so really, jealous. <laughs> Yeah, so I think TFT isn't really, like, too ping-dependent. But, like, if you play for, like, two, three sets with nine ping, and then you suddenly, like, play on a server with, like, 200 and, like, 20, 30 ping, it gets kind of, you know, annoying. Um, so the ping is definitely super good. And then um, the playstyle, like, I'll talk about it a bit more, but, um, like, something super interesting I noticed in KR when I played in set two and three was, People uh played super super aggressive. Like during the Olaf meta, the whole lobby in Challenger would literally be zero gold at three one. Like if you didn't roll to zero at three one, you're basically going eight plays. Every four cost was pretty much out of the pool by three one. So that was super interesting oh to me. And then what? it was super <laughs> yeah, it was super interesting. Um, actually, it was super common for people to roll at level two and three as well. Like strip just donkey for like knight upgraded knights or something. And this is like high challenger too, so um, it's not like like low. Elo, it was like a low elo thing, which I found pretty much inter interesting. I don't think anyone really did that on any from whatever cult. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm so jealous of the nine ping. Like, yeah, nine having, ping. having only gotten to like yeah. thirty also, like, at the lowest, I'm just like, okay, being a mechanical player. Like, yes, TFT is not a mechanical game, but like imagine i'm trying to imagine playing on nine ping and how smooth that would feel and i'm just like Ugh. no I, I i totally get you i think um most players in kr they like to uh oh, this is like no flame but i think the majority of korean like ch high challenger players have like way faster apm and like uh, micro mechanics in tft than any players from what i've noticed and like someone like me too I, like i i like those like micro decisions like the last second swapping and uh um like board swapping but it i can't really i can't always do that with 220 ping and it's kind of annoying yeah when i play on any server yeah yeah sure definitely feel that one i was yeah. i was over i was taking my oce vacation at the end of set 4.5 the mm -hmm. 250 ping even only coming from like like not coming from nine ping but coming from like 30 sometimes like 90 if if i hit the wrong server yeah. like going from 90 ping to 250 ping still feels so bad yeah especially yeah. when you're like trying to do last second swaps and like having to account that extra ping into the swap mm -hmm. like it feels it feels really bad yeah so i've uh i've never been like the I mean, anyone who knows me will know that I've never been the most mechanically intensive player. I'm really down to fine, but when it comes down to like, you know, like like click swaps and everything, I, I like to play the, uh, see, I, I would thrive, I feel like, going to another server because I play like I'm on 200 ping all the time. You know, I, it's mm -hmm. like, 
I, I say, fuck it, I'm not doing the quick swap thing, I'm just gonna mind game them, you know? I don't move for four rounds, and then I move the fifth round, or better yet, I don't move the fifth round, and <laughs> they think I'm gonna move. So it's like, yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like a lot of TFT, like, I, I think uh, like, it's kind of like probably a lot of the NA play style too. I think when Robin was on, he was talking about how in, in, uh, in regionals, he like like Soji was talking about how he knew that Robin wasn't gonna move because Robin always moves back or something, and so like you have to start playing the mind game right because even if you swap right at the end, like they know your habits, they know what you're gonna do, kind of. Um, so I, I like to pretend like I don't need mechanical skill in terms of swapping stuff, but uh, yeah, I can see like if you are um, very adept at that, and it is part like a big part of your your play style, which you like how you like to to PD people. Especially like late game, like it could be really hard on like you know two hundred ping. Like you swap something and then it just like zooms back all of a sudden the round starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't doesn't matter if you're on two hundred ping when your brain is on two hundred ping. Anyways, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, exactly. I try to move max one unit per round. I think that's my <laughs> maximum. I can't move my carry. Check to see if I'm getting zeppered. No, you know what the the best one is. Is when like you know how I like well the 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 lazy swap the lazy fake swap is you is like the round one over you move it back. <laughs> I, I hope move they back. were looking at that exact moment. <laughs> the best thing though is when like like say so you have a trap claw right you like move you move the one unit and then you move it back like oh shit how they see that coming <laughs> and like we you have do, your trap what claw. you do <laughs> you do that like three times you say you're losing every round right you do that three times. You move the one unit, then you move the trap quad unit with them, and that's it. That's the that, that's your positioning. <laughs> Everything else stays the same. <laughs> I mean, if your board strength is strong enough, you don't even have to move. Think about it that way. Just make yeah, the strongest true, possible true. board. Just three star your five cost. Don't move your units. Yeah, my, oh, my doesn't micro, even matter. My doesn't micro. even matter. Who cares? <laughs> that's a, that's actually something I've been doing. Like, with certain comps, I'm just like, I'm just not gonna move because, like, it's actually just better. Like, with A-Bomb Velkaz, mm-hmm. like, with Redeem Velkaz, I'm swapping back and forth all the time, but with A-Bomb Velkaz, I'm just like, no. Like, I can swap my board in, like, two seconds, and I'm literally just gonna not, because I'm just gonna AFK it by the grave. And, like, yeah. <laughs> literally just check if I need to decorner it or not, and that's it. Yeah, you know yeah. what the problem is? Is that, like, particularly when there's a sin play, right? So, uh, for example, today... Uh, I was like wind shrieking like a Ziggs too, right? And I literally, I there's a sin player, like a sin player, and then like a person with sin jacks in my my like queue. So what I did is I was like every single round for an entire stage, I frontlined my Ziggs, right? I didn't hit either sin player once the entire <laughs> stage. It was fine. It ended up being fine because like uh, it just like no one else, no one had anything to kill him in the front line. But like I feel like it can be so inconsistent to try to like. You know, as much as you want to, like, quick swap, because you're, like, you're seeing the Velkos player on one board and whatnot, you're seeing an Assassin player, they can just move that unit at the end of the round. So I, I, I get a little lazy because I start thinking like that, and then I'm like, well, I can just, like, save some mental, and then... And that's what I think, and then, like, I, I move into the Assassin player, or I don't move, and the Assassin player didn't move either, and then it's like... You know, it's like, I didn't move, so they have to move. You know, I don't have the energy, but they must have the energy to do that, and then we're both just lazy. It's awful. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure as if you're doing that AFK brain like never move style as a sin player like you're automatically capping yourself out because I feel like <laughs> like and this this is especially relevant because of sin still being really good but like 
like I feel like you always have to be hitting correct side on Sims. Like even if you even if you have like an RFC on Nocturne and you send them down middle, like okay, you still really want to get Diana on the same side as carry, or you want to get like Diego yeah. on top of it. You still want to get like other Sims on top of the carry and fuck them up. So like and people who AFK position like don't scout with Sims always confuses me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's a comp where you really should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should be sweating a little bit. You should at least be like faking it out, right? Like make them make them worry a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Like pretend like you're like just, you're just like really get your sweating. Diana on then... their carry, win the fight. Yeah, exactly. You just move that one unit at the end of every every round, and you just win <laughs> every every single round. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And also, um, have you noticed any differences in the community between North America and Korea? Communities like as in, like just how how the players just like kind of interact with each other and like up the the three of us have experience with like the NA community, but like I have no idea what it's like over in KR. So if you want to just like talk about that a little bit, hmm. I think like Twitch wise, I don't really watch too much Twitch, so I can't really say too much. But I think um, I think the NA TFT community is a lot more like like close together. It's like small, but like everyone seems to like know each other, and they're like all like super friendly to each other. Um, I can't really say too much about Korea. I can talk about like the clan clan part, I guess. Like I, I think during, in one of the questions, someone mentioned like clans in KR server. Um, so in KR like Challenger, I don't know how many there are right now, but there's there's like three, four, five like big clans in Korean Challenger. Like if you look at the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. You can see like something in front of their name, like whether it's like UL or like TWTF or like HCING, um, and those are essentially just like like clans made by individuals in High Challenger, and then they'll like recruit other people that think um, that are like you know good or worthy enough of being in their clan. Um, I, I was I was in one in set four as well, and I think it's like I think it's really interesting though. Um, I was actually kind of surprised any doesn't have anything like that. Um, it's super helpful when you're like trying to get better at the game. Um, you're basically surrounded by other like super high level players, and then all, I think it also really helps during tournaments. And um, like one of the uh, things I noticed, like even in KR qual- uh, World Qualifiers, this this set. Um, so there were sixteen players in the in the final two lobbies. And eight of the players were actually from one clan in KR. They were all from UL. Oh, and shit. And out of the three people that qualified to Worlds, two of them were from UL as well. Yeah, so, like, they, they do a lot of... Pre- I was in UL back in set 4 and 4.5. Um, I left because I don't really play on KR, like, at all anymore. But basically, what you do in those clans is, like, they have their, like, own Discord servers. And... um. It's like somewhat mandatory to like be active in those Discord servers. You like basically stream your games. Um, people like help you. Like there's like one-on-one coaching going on like consistently. There's usually like at least 10, 15 people like actively in the voice channels. Um, and then when tournaments are like super close, they'll do like daily scrim blocks. Like they will not play solo queue at all. They will play like mm. scrims for like eight hours a day for like a week straight. And then a lot of the um clans are super like. Uh, they keep like their strategies and stuff like to themselves. So even like during scrims, they'll play on like secondary account that like no one 
like random accounts like people won't be able to like old chest them and, and like it's it's kind of like try hard but you can it, it definitely works because um even in like the prior tournaments a lot of the people that do really well in, in the the world qualifiers are usually from like clans so uh, yeah i i found that really interesting i i was kind of uh surprised nothing like that existed in any when i when i first started playing in it that's actually so sweaty. Which, <laughs> like, like I mean, it makes sense. It's like you're really you're going hard on attorney. Like you're gonna do everything you can. I feel we don't really have like formal clans, but we have a lot of Discord servers that people hang out in. I guess like yeah. Bobby Two was kind of like the original quote unquote clan, and like they were they were kind of like helping out each other a lot back like back in like the first few sets, and even now like the like Soju, Soju Kiyun um milk like they were all helping each other out with regionals and we've had like some discord servers pop up like garchomp you and set four like that 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 was it blew up like way out of proportion um and just it got it kind of got too big for its own good but it's like it's none of these were like they're not like clans it's just like kind of these communities where yeah or like they're kind of like gathering and we're all just kind of like exchanging information helping each other out and I guess like currently the K, what's what's Yubin's Discord KUDT? Where we go KUDT? Like same deal. Like we've been just kind of like streaming games, not even talking, just like streaming and having people watch. Yeah. And that if you want to call, if you really want to call the Golf Clan a clan, <laughs> Kerm's Golf, Kerm's Golf Equipment. Those um like. Personally, for me, because like I don't really like, I mean, I haven't actually played in any tournaments, but I I like those like casual communities. I, I feel like the ones in like the ones in KR, they're super like. Like I'm just speaking from my experience in UL, they're really like omega tryhard. Like um, there's a lot of rules that you have to like follow, and like you said, I think you were just talking about the Garchomp thing where like it blew up, like everyone a bunch of people joined up, and then it basically just became like a big community. Um. Those those like clans in KR, after they reach like a certain threshold, like 20, 25 people, they don't recruit anyone. And the only people that they like the only ways to get into those clans are you need a recommendation by someone within the clan, like saying that like this person's actually like good. And then like mm-hmm. on top of that, they a lot of them only recruit one tricks after like 20, 25 people, because uh um having like a bunch of like extremely high low one tricks in your clan, like it's super beneficial for the players the, the, like they can learn like super certain comps like really fast right and then it's also like super helpful for the, the people that are like trying to compete in tournaments like they're just they're just omega sweats basically yeah they're super strict and like personally for me i just i just like the casual like community discord servers where you know you can just like join whenever like stream whenever and have like a um, like positive backseating from other other players yeah that's yeah, I think it's yeah. You go ahead. I just I think it's very conducive to uh like everyone getting better, right? I feel like like NA is very like we're all very like like cordial to each other. All I think everyone's like I know no one's like a, a dick to anyone, right? Um, and there are certainly like groups of like high elo players and stuff that um that like like you know are in Discord all the time talking to each other, like coaching each other through um through games and stuff. There are definitely a lot of players like towards the top of NA though that like are very much on their own kind of thing, you know. Um. Like, I feel like before I started talking to, like, Jirachi and, and, and Kevin, I, I barely talked to anyone about TFT, besides stream. Um, 
and you know i think i guess we're moving forward as a community and stuff like some of the, the those things are like people are starting to like make more groups or like the groups are starting to expand a little bit um but there are definitely more people like the top of na that aren't like they really just don't talk to anyone about tft and they're just kind of like lone wolfing it um but i think that the fact that people aren't doing that is, is definitely a I mean, myself included i should definitely talk to more people about tft because I, I think what tft is that everyone is so good at their own things um that there's so much to learn from everyone right like, like everyone in challenger can learn so much so much so much like everyone in top challenger can learn so much from everyone else in top challenger because our play styles are all different like our our um biases towards certain units certain positions whatever are, are all different so like, i think a, a community like that like a clan like that would, would be amazing to have like it's really cool to have more so like that in a um but there's a lot of pride i feel like too in like like personal understanding of the game in na so i think that kind of gets in the way of making a community like that like a consistent thing uh at the top of and that's why we end up having like our community like our top level community is much more like like shit posty like like just goof off with each other kind of deal you know uh <laughs> while uh yeah well korea is, is you know very sweaty like let's all get better at the game together kind of deal yeah yeah, I mean, over here, it feels like, it feels almost more like friend groups, and just, like, just a thing you can just, like, drop into, and, like, you just, yeah. you just kind of do whatever, and we're all kind of, like, helping each other get better, and what it sounds like over in Korea, it's like, let's help each other get better in a very, within our very specific subset, like, fuck everyone else, we're just going to, we're going to do everything we can to, like, get our clan better and than everyone else rather than like improving the server as a whole so like that that kind of difference is really fascinating actually yeah also like i remember when i was in ul like um when there's like a big patch or something or uh like special events for example um i think the one i can think of is um do you guys remember in like set four when there was like a 4.75 patch like mm. where there was like a big like change oh you mean after they got rid of the one cost reroll all the yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like on that day like so jmt is like another big clan in korea i think they're like disbanded it there was like some internal drama but then um uh like there, there'll be like ul versus like jmt or something like i remember during that day there there was like a big scrim setup like the top high eight highest elo lp players from ul versus like the, the eight highest lp from like jmt it was like a friendly thing right and then there's also like a, a prize pool. Like I think the prize pool was like 300, 400 bucks or something. I don't know who funded. I think it might have been Corpic, but um, there's stuff like that. Like it, it just motivates like people within like clans to like get better at the game. Yeah, like those those little like special. I I think I wasn't in UL when this happened, but there was also like a UL versus Italy thing that happened. I think a couple months ago. I think it was like the eight highest LP like Italian players in EU West versus like UL or something but uh like the, those little like fun events and stuff like there's they're like fun but then they're also like super um like beneficial for the players and yeah i, I think i think that's one of the cool like aspects of having like a clan in in the server yeah for sure hmm. or having multiple clans yeah yeah i mean just speaking from personal experience i feel like i didn't start interacting with the tft community until like 4.5 no, I was just like, <laughs> I talked to two people in in-game chat when I recognized their names. <laughs> but outside of that, I just played TFT and told nobody about anything. But I think it's, I feel like nowadays, like NA, we really, 
and maybe this is like a streaming thing i'm not too sure because like i feel like for the most part with an na a lot of times it's like just watch streams right now um, there's not too much of i mean like i'm thinking about the garchomp pro server and it's definitely not as big of a hub as it used to be right no and there's really yeah. nothing there's nothing in na really or that that's like just a formal sort of use this thing to uh to improve that tft type of group right like you know there there's like friend groups there's it posts you know like something like you know, talking about tft comes along with that but there's not too much like that in na just organization of players specifically for tft right yeah there's there's nothing that's like like specifically for getting better at the game like a lot of it is like you know just reserves and stuff where like you know you make friends and then you get better at the game or like you know you coach each other or, like you you do oq you know stuff like that uh <laughs> duo q yeah feeding lp to the to the to the rest of the ladder <laughs> yeah right it's like i mean there's nothing that's literally there's no like, like tft boot camp like tft academy kind of thing you know i don't know like I mean, there's not a bunch of tft players sitting around a table with a glass of whiskey like staring at a chessboard that's actually just like tft on a little screen you know uh, you know that one scene from uh from queen's gambit I always think whenever I talk about TFT, I feel like that one scene where like they they walk into the room. This is like a totally totally off topic. But they walk into this room, or they walk by, and there's like a they're in Russia towards the end of the thing, and all the Russians are like like sit around this table like drinking whiskey, like talking about this the one position in the game. Whenever I talk about TFT, I feel so cool. I need a drink in my hand too. Like like it doesn't have to be like alcohol, you know. But I, I always feel so cool whenever I talk about TFT with anyone because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm basically in the Queen's Gambit right now, but for TFT. <laughs> but yeah, there's nothing like that. Um, it's only like that. So, yeah, cool. Well, uh, I... next, next, if we want to move on, for cool with that. Uh, next thing we have is talk about like the meta that's kind of developed, and specifically the B patch, and how it didn't do that much. <laughs> I think it helped get the game in a better spot for sure. I think the the thing is like Yasuo nerf is definitely justified. He's still playable for sure. He's like still very playable. Um, I definitely, like, I think they just moved everything more towards, like, a tempo position, right? You can't just, like, open Fort Sins, you can't open Fort Yasuo, etc. Um, I feel like you can still open Fort Chugbug, but... <laughs> uh, and, like, Vayne is still really... I think Vayne and Chugbug were, like, the, the least hit by far, personally. I feel like Chugbug is fine, and Vayne is fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean... Really too much this, or I haven't really played too much this uh the b patch since the b patch but it seems like all the nerfed comps are still like actually playable like pretty good like i still see people complaining about yes all the time on stream and then i still see people complaining about sins and uh i don't know about chugbug because i haven't really seen it too much but yeah i actually i was actually surprised about the yasuo nerf because when i looked at the numbers i thought it was like kind of big but it seems yeah. like it's still pretty good I feel like with Yasuo, like, the buff was just so much bigger than anyone could have expected. So, like, the buff was nuts and brought him to an absurd power level that, like, the nerf wasn't, like, as absurd as the buff was. It was, like, a big nerf, but wasn't, like, quite that level. So it was still, like, okay, we brought down Yasuo's power level, but, he's, like, that power level came from batshit insane to still really good. And then, like, the Sins nerf, like, I'm... 
I'm actually really happy they only touched six sin because like six sin was just absolutely absurd. But like, especially because it just required like Diego and a spat that you could make. Yeah. Um, a lot of like a lot of the chase traits don't have a spat you can actually make for them. It's you have to get them out of a tome specifically. So the fact that six sin is that much power and you can like you you can get it as long as there's a spat in the game. Like that's that totally justified nerf, and I really like that they didn't nerf Forsen. Because like Forsen, Forsen has felt balanced for a while. Like it's a it's a good amount of power, but like it's not overbearing and it's still beatable. Wait, so they, I they hit they, it a little bit. They hit it a little bit. Did they? they uh, yeah, they take ten percent off or something. Okay. I think it was like forty to thirty or something on like the crit damage or something like that. It was, it was some little little hit. I think it was good though that they nerfed it a little bit. Yeah. Like for Forsen definitely didn't need a huge nerf or anything. It was more six in. <laughs> I know Kevin felt strongly about four sin. Oh yeah. I mean the, I feel like know, I played like... I played sins enough to the point where like I felt like four sins is still like super strong and stronger than it you know needed to be. Because you, you could still win lobbies with just four sin with like Proper items, proper position. You did need some. You needed some help, though. It wasn't like yeah, you automatically yeah. hit knock three force and you win the game. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think in like that sense, I was actually like it was pretty balanced. But like six sin also like six sin. If you have six sin, you have a sin spat. Presumably that sin spat's on the fiddle, and that sin spat fiddle removes any kind of counterplay to sins because you can't clump up anymore to protect your carry from a nocturne because it's just gonna get hit by a fiddle anyway. So like. Yeah. Like that sick bit decent size six and nerf totally justified. It's like and all I'll throw it to someone else. I just want to mention the vein I remember Pocky saying like, okay, if they just nerf Vein's true damage again, it's not gonna do shit because it's yeah. not it's not like just the true damage. Yeah. And then I looked at the nerf and I was like, Oh, they nerfed <laughs> her true damage. On the wrist. So Yeah. They uh I don't know. I think a lot of the stuff feels like very playable still. I had a, I had a four sin game that I won last night, right? And I won the game off of it. This was like it was like tempo sins, right? I've been like open four sins. Literally, I was win streaking stage four with like here's my board, right? Uh, Nocturne, Diana one, Nocturne. I think oh, was like stage five, I was win streaking. It was Nocturne three, Diana one, uh, Pike two, Kha'Zix two, Fiddle two. Fiddle two, fiddle one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, every round, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like Please so, tell me you hit fiddle three that game. No, I didn't. I oh, you didn't? Okay, no. never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't know. Like, it's still They're still so strong once you hit. I think it's just like it's harder to get to the point where you hit Nocturne three now, right? But if you have Frozen Heart Diana on a Nocturne three, like... You, the rest of your board can be like six poppies and you're winning the game. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. Oh, okay. it's, well, not, not four, literally. You but... still need four sin. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth. It's so good, though. Yeah, it's still so good. Four sin spats with a poppy. In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> play literally five units, probably, and just be okay still. Mm. Like, you literally just need the four if assassins, you... a revenant, preferably if... Ivor, but literally any revenant works. And, and you could somehow keep the traits in without having to play the units. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like like uh, it's like like what is the 
Not Dami Mommy's Leona. I think the Poppy three, Assassin Poppy three, is Sloppy Poppy. Dami Mommy. What? Dami Mommy. It's Assassin's Fat Leona three. Oh my god. Yeah, Assassin's Fat Leona three, and then then Poppy is Sloppy Poppy. Jesus, y'all. That's like a whole new level of sin degeneracy. Like, oh my god. I was actually theory crafting Dami Mommy today because I made a Smurf for the first time today, right? And the first game, I started out with a Rod Leona off Carousel, and I was like, oh shit. You know what it is? It's, 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 so it's Sinspat, Rageblade, BT, Leona 3, and that's the Dami Mommy. And then you just carry me Nocturne 3 and pretend like Leona's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's, it's too So hard. what, you still... You slow roll on level 5 for Leona 3, and then you go level 7 and slow roll for Nocturne? Is that what's up now? You slow roll for Nocturne 3 and Leona 3 at level 9. Because uh -huh. <laughs> you, if you're not level 9, you can't play Volley 2, and that's the key part of the comp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you stabilize on Volley 2, and then from there you find the rest of your pieces. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ideally, I mean... you don't play Leona until level 9. Uh, cause she doesn't fit on the board until nine, honestly. <laughs> I'm so sad about the state of Chug Jug, cause like you know how it's reroll, it's reroll. Gragas, but you put tank items on him. Back when back when I was rerolling Gragas, <laughs> my day. else was rerolling Gragas. I would literally try to play AP Gragas. You know, you put a Gunblade Archangels, <laughs> another Gunblade on it. Double gunblade archangels. You know? Sure. Wait, is it just me or like is Gregus 3 like hella big? Like no cap. Like I Yeah, it's I, super I big. Like yeah. no Gregus 2 and 3. Like it's Gregus 3 has more health for more Dawnbringer healing, but like yeah, but he still gets like one shotted and like, yeah. like come on now. You know what the biggest difference is? Is that if you three-star Gragas, you can put it in your thumbnail. That's the biggest difference. That's true. <laughs> you can't put Gragas 2 in a thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, they're both just big dies. You take damage. I don't know. Is, is he? Is, is it just his damage that scales, or is his damage reduction scale too? I think it's just his damage. Yeah, I think it might. So like okay, the that's main, <laughs> the only real point of like three star and Gragas is having just a shit ton of health on your frontliner. That and like the like the health benefits Dawnbringer healing anyway. So yeah. like it helps out, but like. I, I think I realized this after reading Casper's Guide two patches ago on Chug Jug and being like, let's try this. And then I rerolled for exclusively the Jug and then just watched it get destroyed every fight. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's not just Chug Jug. Gragas 3 on his own is so bad. But Gragas 3, like, Omega tanking 4 or Kha'Zix 3 blowing up the back line is nuts. So yeah, you that's, just... that's what makes it work. You watch your like like triple damage item Gragas three just get surrounded by like eight units and like like die in slow yeah, motion. Yeah, while he kills one yeah. thing as Lucian in the back goes <laughs> down the rest of your team, you're like, what the hell? Why did I put my How I did I get this garbage yeah. unit? No, no, you, quick, get the you get the Gragas to target down the Lucian three and one shot the Lucian, so then the rest of the board can't. Oh, you need a sin spat yeah, on the yeah, Gragas. Yeah, yeah, sin spat Gragas. Sin spat the answer to everything. That's what we're learning today. I, I played a Chug Drug game a while ago, and my Gragas 2 with Sinspat, I played Gragas 2 to, like, 9 with Sinspat, it one-shot a Draven 3. With, it was, like, like, it was like, like, Titans and something, I think, is the items. It literally, like, like, 
the Draven got hit by by like one little thing, and then Gragas just bopped it and it died. Was this <laughs> it was six then? It was okay. six then, yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it literally just one shot. <laughs> like it didn't have a chance. Chug Jug was real. I miss Assassin Chug Jug. Woke. Yeah, it was woke as fuck. I was like, I'm also pretty sure on Chug Bug, if you get a sense fat, it is not correct to put it on Krakus because he's yeah, a front line. It's like putting a sense fat on Ivern. It's like, he's your front line. Why are we yeeting our front lines? Or the same thing with like sense bat volley. Like, can we have our front line be front line and not yeet to the back line? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that game someone said they'd gift like five subs if I if I played Chug Jug, which is why I kept it on the board, but it, yeah. It was a first. We take those. Content sins, baby. <laughs> Got nerfed uh, recently. <laughs> so another thing we can talk about that got announced, assuming I mean, we can have more of the B patch if, if you'd like, but uh, set six got got announced. The big drop. Oh, I actually have not watched the video, but like, really? I heard, yeah, I heard things about it. I'm not sure what to think about it. Yeah, it there... seems fun. It seems fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also addicted to TFT. So. <laughs> yeah, aren't we, aren't we all honestly? I feel like at some point, like we all just like, like we we all just get excited for a new set because we're just like, okay, we're done with this set. Like, just get me to the next one. It's like why we all just hard pivot PB as soon as it comes out. We <laughs> <laughs> do some sweaty PBU lobbies. The yeah. text augmentation thing looks super cool. It sounds super cool. Um, I think it's gonna be tough to balance probably, but depending on like if people get different ones, but always the same one, it's probably fine. But uh, yeah, it seems cool as hell. I'm excited. Looks like it allow a lot of um, variety, like game to game, a lot of variance, extra variance game to game that will be like hopefully very skillful. Because um, var- yeah, I think variance is good as long as it's. Did they announce like how that works? That mechanic, like do you get to like choose. They yeah, said I'm not too sure. Wait, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, maybe maybe you got more from the video than I. <laughs> I I don't think they. It seemed it's what it sounded like. I mean, I can only, I wouldn't say what it sounded like is you can either choose or you can't choose. That's literally the only two options. <laughs> like, it seems like everyone either gets the same thing or you choose your own thing. I don't think, like, everyone gets random things or anything. That's what that's what it seems like, at least. And that's, like, what I'd imagine it would be. Um, it could be, like, a radiant item, right? Or, like, a radiant ar- armory where, like, you choose your augmentation, like, what, like, 4 or 3 or 4 not 4 3. That's not when you choose your 3 6. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I really like that kind of, like, control, like, like having it be random but still giving you some kind of choice which is why well, i just like the armories in general but like mm-hmm. giving you like options for your hextech augmentation but not having it be like every option possible and then it's like oh you you have some options and you pick and you can choose from these options which is the best for your game plan and if that's how it works i'd love i'd love to see that but like it was like well, like a five minute video of like, oh, here's stuff that's happening. Here's like a little bit of info. I feel like we don't know that much about the Hextech augments. So no, no, that's why it's exciting. There's like so much to theory craft about it. But I mean, we can just also wait till PVE and then more. We'll put it, we'll shove it in our faces, and we're good. Which yeah. I'm happy with. I, I'm down for him to just stuff it down my throat like a like a man feeding a fat kid. <laughs> a lot of interesting things though, right? Like you can see who you're gonna fight next. I don't know how useful that one's gonna. You, you yeah, already know, know the next three, right? Like, if you're actually tracking, then, you like... You hard sweat, though. Yeah. You get hard sweat. Like, every single round, you just, 
<laughs> God, imagine how mentally taxing the game would be where you hard position for someone every single round of the game. So, <laughs> like, literally yeah. what I do? <laughs> yeah. What you That's literally how I play the game, Appies. Oh, well, like, you, you sweat for, like, three people. Like, you, you play, like, best position for three people at once, right? If that's like, you even play harder. Your hardest matchup. That's um, actually even so. harder to do, by the way. I guess so. Yeah, because you have to, like, you have to, like, factor in, like, micro decisions with three different people. You have to, like, if it comes down to, like, you need to pick a side and two of them are on one side and one's on the other, you have to, like, you have to decide how much do I value hitting correct side for this matchup. It's actually ridiculously hard to, like, Omega Sweat position for three people at once. If I know who I'm fighting every single round, my life becomes so much easier. I, I take it back. I, I actually agree. Yeah, actually, it's not mentally taxing. It's probably just way easier. Because, like, so uh, easier. for example, like, positioning-wise, like, you, you kind of have to sweat positioning, right? Uh, at least, like, the top level, you have to sweat positioning every round. Otherwise, you're just going to get, like, Velkaz diffed every single round. Or you just pull the, like, no-move AFK strat. But, like, uh... I guess, yeah, because you don't have to worry about, like, what if I play the Velkazai, what if I play the Sin guy? You can just, like, you know, and then... Yeah, I guess, I, yeah, I take it back, take it back. It's not really taxing, because I guess, like, we all kind of do it anyways. <laughs> and we do it for three people at once. So it's like, yeah, never mind. I, 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 I capped. I mean, I what, I, opinion. what I do is, like, if you know the three, what I do is, I, like, I look at the three, I look at their four, and I'm like, is this person strong? No, I just look at the strongest person in for them yeah that's the most people do too yeah yeah, yeah. so like you play for the worst matchup and then unless the worst game you just pray you don't hit them. them but it's true like <laughs> if you knew every turn but sometimes like if i see oh my next person that i'm fighting they're not playing a board they're completely open for it i guess in those situations maybe it's like even better like oh i don't have to play anything on my board i can play one unit <laughs> <laughs> You probably wouldn't get it that early in the game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Because there, there's some crazy augments. Like, you can get Orn Artifacts. You get Orn Artifacts, or there's no way you can get Orn Artifacts. Like, those are... No, crazy. there's yeah. no way. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, the... get 10 units. That one! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know how that one's gonna work. I don't know how that one's gonna work. Level to 10, it costs, like, 200 gold. <laughs> okay, well, you, well, you level 10, you get the 20 costs that are in Chinese TFT. People barely go level <laughs> 9 nowadays, anyways. <laughs> um, so I know you said you didn't see the uh, the like the video yet, you've been, but yeah, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit. Blitzcrank is back, which you know means that Thresh is gone. What are your thoughts on on Blitzcrank being back compared to Thresh? I mean, I just I need to get some Thresh hate in. I think Thresh is way more broken than Blitz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Thresh as a unit is, like, actually not a two-cost. And I don't know how he has not been touched or, like, nerfed. Um, Blitzcrank? Hmm. Blitzcrank you can play around, right? Very Blitzcrank consistently. You can technically kind of play, play around. But then, like, I think the problem with Thresh is, like, a lot of the units you play aren't, like, actual, like, four-range units. Like, the corner beats that you, you play in certain concepts. Yeah. For, for example, like, Karma or something, right? Like, at the start of the round, the units will, like, walk up, and then your carry is, like, almost guaranteed going to get hugged, which kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it's yeah, so I bad. Actually so broken. Like, I actually hate that champ. You know when MF Thresh was really popular, and, like, Thresh 3 would hook your unit, or Thresh 2 even would hook your unit into the middle of the board, into the MF ult, into the Hecarim ult, into the Nautilus ult, and then instead just, like, fuck it, I'll get another action and just ult it too. <laughs> like, yep. It, it's so, oh my god. I'm yeah. so glad Thresh Crank's back. So hard. It's so annoying too. I miss yeah. 
I miss Pete Cavs so much. <laughs> that shit was I do so not, much fun. I, I miss that shit. Me calling me horsey, watching a Thresh 3 hook the Aphelios into my MF3 and Heck 3, and they just can't play the game. It was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As someone, yeah. You think it was, it was, like, it was five games a me. day on that patch. I'm like that patch. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> That was the patch we were all sweating on too, because yeah. it was the patch. Yeah. We get to... Oh my god! Literally mm -hmm. half of the snapshot for the regional spot was on Cavs patch. No, the entire yeah. thing was right. Or the entire no, thing no, no. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for it was first two weeks. So, but it everyone, no, 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 it was only one week. We only had one. Yeah. Week. You had, had one week. Yeah. The thing was, Beppo was Beppo was the only one playing at climbing infinite, and then like everyone is looking at his match history, seeing how broken it was. Everyone started playing it, and then it, like you couldn't play it. As, like it felt like it was nerfed because like six people were contesting it every game. <laughs> that's that was the, the storyline <laughs> it's only one i thought it was two weeks no we had we had one week yeah, it was, it was one play week, as many games one week as possible. of hard sweat hard sweat you know when i found out like when i found out it was one week i found out like like two days before it started like oh my holy crap i hope i have no yeah. work this week because if i do it's, it's not possible yeah i went i made the poor decision I like. I think I, I hit rank one that week. I was the first one to challenger, right? And I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go to a Smash tournament and just like take a night off." And then I played in a duo during the GB the next day, right? So I like I took like a bunch of time off, I, like a full day off of that week. I came back. The meta was completely different, and I just had no idea what was going on. And I could never catch up. <laughs> so bad, yeah. And then like I I thought this last week too. I think, but every time I got in the lobby with Kevin, I was like, "Oh shit, I can't say hi. I can't say hi. He's sweating. He's sweating." <laughs> Can't disrupt it. <laughs> the I, like, couldn't, I couldn't BM Kevin anymore. Couldn't do the little chi chi yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was full sweat that week. It's, it was crazy. It's actual okay, it's so funny how you and Dax figured out that I was Kurum's golf flag. Oh, it was from so easy. Me doing the chi chi <laughs> bounce. And so I was like, oh this chi chi's dancing. Let me take a look. Oh, it's mm. it's Jirachi. Jirachi. <laughs> <laughs> Figured it out. I remember Dax saying, I recognize that Chi Chi, and I'm like, oh my god. Actually, the day after, Kerm streamed the day after I, um, me and Arrow got leaked and someone snitched. Um, he was saying, like, wait, doesn't Jirachi always use this little legend? I was like, yes, I'm becoming associated with my Chi Chi. Let's fucking go. Okay, you you were never a golfer, right? You were, you're just the server that it all kind of like culminated at your certain discord servers with what all culminated in but you were never a golfer yourself you were never a golf, golf equipment golf resin, like one of the golf equipments yeah yes i was not <laughs> okay Still okay well, Yubin's a golfer he plays golf I play yes. golf with, with your friends, friends. Not, not, the, not the irl golf but not the win trade current kind of golf like the real no, no. <laughs> nope, no. wait does curb actually like curb doesn't actually know like who's who right no, um, I don't think so. Pretty, a lot of people, a lot more people got leaked. It's, I mean, there's I mean, like, I think like you and Arrow and Jake Lee, that's about it, right? Uh, that was the first round, but like, Pocky kind of leaked himself. Okay, Pocky, like, everyone that's, knew. That one's on Pocky. No, you can just go on any stream that Pocky is playing on, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> and, um... I just come clean right now. Some Astros got figured out at some point. I there's. Did Sun got oh. leaked too. 
Holy. I think I think Kerm it's just like, it's Kerm Watergate. Just, it's like, might have gone, just like figured out who Sun like which one Sun was, but there's a couple accounts that like they have no idea. I do not have any plans on revealing like who those are. I mean, there's one of them that literally only plays Chug Jug, right? I mean, that that you had to connect the dots somewhere. Yeah. No, no, no snitches. No snitches get stitches. Also, the thing like a couple of them were like Smurfs too. Like Sun Astros was a Smurf, which is why he was like, "Wait, how'd I get figured out?" And I Iron's a Smurf. Kerm's golf iron is a smurf someone so like good luck figuring out who that is because they can all because they that that's i mean it's a little bit of a leak but like i'm anyone can go on their smurf and do whatever the fuck they want no snitches good luck <laughs> figuring it out you're never going to <laughs> If, if Kurum or Emily the Snitched Wang is watching this, you're never finding out who Kurum's... Even if you figure out every single person, you're never figuring out Kurum's golf iron. I can't wait to make my own Kurum golf iron. Kurum himself. <laughs> you could just do it, honestly. It'd be so funny if it was actually, like, if one of the Kerm accounts is actually just Kerm. He's, like, playing this one at the same time. Like the Spider-Man meme, right? They're pointing at each other. <laughs> That's actually yeah. intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but also, Kevin, if you want to, if you want to, like, rename, we have a whole list of, like, name ideas. Okay. I'm uh, do you want to be Kerm's golf belt, his golf grip, his golf shoes? Is there a caddy um, yet? Can I be a golf uh, caddy? No. No, Ooh. you can be Kerm's golf caddy if okay. you would like. Yeah. Not that I'm going to be that, because that's not me. <laughs> if but a if random Kerm's one... golf caddy appears in your, your game and says pants crap as the game starts, it's not Kevin, trust. It is not Kevin Ramen. <laughs> at one point, we were like... At, at one point, socks like, was in a game with, like, I want to say three of the accounts in Kurum. We all said, okay, business. And he just said, okay, business, and was like, wait, can I rename the Kurum's Golf Socks? That was the f Like, he never did. I don't, I don't think he's done it yet. But, like, <laughs> okay, business is okay, too good. Business. But this was, like, also the day before regional, so, like, he couldn't change his name. But, um, hmm. we haven't gotten on top of him yet, so... Also, speaking of queuing as a group, I don't know if you saw this even, but duo queue for set six was announced. Yeah, uh, no, I, I saw that. Let's go! <laughs> duo smoke! It's like an actual like, separate ladder, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like an actual team. So, like, you, you pick a partner, you climb the ladder with them, you know, uh, or, you know. Is it like if you choose a partner, like, you can only queue up with that partner? How, or I think it's going to be, I'm not too sure. I feel like what it's probably going to be is that you can make multiple teams. But like your team, like you'll be assigned that like. So if I make a team with like, let's say I make a team with Kevin, I make a team with GVA, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like we'd be like, like the teams' names would be different, like it'd be different, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's really I think cool. you'd probably queue with other teams. Yeah, is my guess. Um, or maybe if it's anything like flex queue over in league, it's like you can queue with whoever, and yeah. you have your own rating, but like. It's just like in the duo. It's your own rating for the duo specific mode specifically. Well, I know they said I they mean, were gonna I've never actually like, played. I mean, like I, I saw the like four view or sorry, 
2v2 tourneys like that that happened in any when, when was it was like it three weeks regionals? ago before regionals right yeah it was a while yeah a little bit yeah yeah and it was like super cool like, i i feel like it's so so different playing like um like a normal tourney compared to like the 2v2 tourneys like the game the game just becomes so different you know what i mean like you yeah. it's there's a constant communication like you hold units um you like tell each other like oh i'm gonna be like swapping like here and here i i, I feel like it's like a really different perspective um to tft and like I, i'm actually pretty um curious as to how that's gonna that's gonna play out yeah yeah I was going to say that so I think what's they're doing actual teams like the team will be on the ladder itself because I remember they said there's going to be a tournament um, at some point where all they take the top teams uh, like the top teams oh. on the ladder um, okay. to, yeah so it's going to be there's actually going to be stuff to play for as well like there will be a reason to sweat this format which is cool as fuck I'm so really excited cool. yeah. I, slightly unfortunately it means you kind of have to commit to a duo which like yeah. us like and not that I don't, like, want to commit to someone as, like, a duo partner, but, like, getting to, like, play with different people on duo ladder would be so much fun. Yep. So. Does anyone have any teams in mind? Any, uh... Well, any Ramblin' partners? Robin is hitting rank one. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, they're rank one. No question. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing with Dex. At least That's gonna be so fun to watch. Oh my god. I don't know how the regions are going to work, you know, because it's weird. But, oh, yeah, it'd be. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, I don't know if anyone's, I'm sure a lot of people are watching on Kevin's channel right now. Like, you've seen the, the Dax, the Kevin duo queue. That, that shit's so fun to watch. So, <laughs> getting like an official format will be sick as hell. It'll be so sick. I, I personally don't have anyone. Like, I mean, obviously, a. There's people I'd like to team with, like that would be fun to team with, you know. Uh, like I like team with Razma is a big thing. I like team with Razma would be super fun. Team with GBA again would be fun. Um, I have a mod who's climbing right now who I really want to team with, who is a bitch because he mains Bowser and Smash, which is a whole nother egg, a whole nother rabbit hole to go down. But if you main Bowser and Smash, you're a bitch first off you're and last off, I guess. All yeah. the W. <laughs> the call out to all Bowser mains of the world. Side B this pants grab. The only thing I was like thinking about, um, in terms of the two v two thing is like, so you can only like technically queue up with your duo partner, right? And like, if if that's the case, you can you can only play with the other person if like they're online as well. How would you like juggle the two v two thing and like the solo queue ladder? Like, wouldn't you have to commit a lot of time into the duo queue instead of playing, um, like solo queue ladder? Yeah, be kind of hectic, no? maybe yeah. It is, it is, yeah, it would be very weird. I feel like in, in some sense, like, the 2v2 might just be, like, a like a for fun thing. Like, kind of how not a lot of people um look at, like, flex queue and summoners as, like, kind of legitimate, you know what I mean? It might just be, like, a for fun thing, I, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like, on the side. That's people true. I think, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I think, and if, considering, like, how, like, the, how like the high level community views duos and like we want duos for sure yeah, like yeah. we'll probably like we'll we'll play that ladder for sure but i we're knowing na especially we're still gonna value solo queue so much that like mm -hmm. you're we're, we're going to be putting our time primarily into that for sure yeah and like I, that's gonna matter more 
Yeah, I could see it getting kind of like you know how like the hyper roll ladder. I mean, I haven't looked at hyper ladder, but I'm assuming like the top of the ladder is like a bunch of people who don't play who play like mostly hyper roll don't really play. Um, like so, like, it's not like a bunch of like like the top ten and 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 like ranked ladder TFT aren't, aren't the top ten in hyper roll, right? So I'm wondering yeah. if like where the time difference is gonna like people are gonna put a lot of time in a solo queue, not a lot of time in a duo queue. If like that tournament's gonna have a lot of people in it, that's not that like aren't actually like like top players, or if it's gonna be, I guess it depends on how the ladder is formatted. I guess it'd be cool if it was like like, I mean it'd be weird like you can play like like you can play like like normal duo queues and everything you want, but you can only play like ranked duo queues like like five games a week, right, with your partner or something. So there's like a a small time investment to get to the top of the ladder. Like if you do well, you do well. Like that that could be kind of cool for like the ladder in terms of getting a tournament or something for like top players that want to get to that. But yeah, it just seems like it'd be a big time investment to to reach the top of the yeah. ladder if it is just like a straight up, you know, you can queue thirty times a day with your partner if you really want to. <laughs> I mean, it probably depends on like how the Snapchat system is like next set for sure. I yeah. feel like uh, like. No, if we had duo queue right now, why would I be playing solo queue? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing to yeah. do on solo queue. It's just solo queue for solo queue. You know, <laughs> uh, but like you know, I, depending on like how important it like your ladder position is, maybe maybe like during yeah. during qualification season, you probably can't put too much time into it. But you know, if if it's more lenient, maybe if they like do more like tournament stuff instead, I could see like you know you play duo queue ladder instead if. You don't really have to climb too hard on solo queue but it, i think yeah. it all depends on like how qualifiers are gonna work out for next set and like yeah hopefully they're different times like there's like different times in the in the season like like hopefully the uh like snapshots aren't like, like big tft like big solos tur- like solo tournaments aren't anywhere near like the duos tournament you know that'd be nice it's like you don't have to sweat for both at the same time like pick one i think as long as they're spacing out the qualifiers for solos and duos and like letting high level players not have to pick one or the other like we can do both like that'll that'll probably work out the best okay mm. yeah because i i would love to not have to pick one. <laughs> just yeah. personally i definitely want to do both yeah I mean, yeah i mean i think everyone will i don't, I don't yeah. think there's anyone like everyone you see a lot of streamers and stuff are duo queuing right now there's like so many people just like i, I mean i i, I like hit a uh, so I had a like, random Masters lobby today, and it had that that Bowser main mod of mine in it. So I like you know we just jumped Discord and shot the shit in the game. It's so much more fun to like like you're like just not really sweating, you're just playing. Although admittedly I was sweating because it was a seven Masters plus me lobby, so if it went eighth, it was minus a hundred. But like like overall, it's so much more fun to play with, like to talk with people and like like be in the same game as someone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like be- being in the same lobby as your friends, like you technically you're griefing each other, but like it doesn't matter. You do still have more fun despite yeah, that. Yeah, so imagine sure. like the fun you're gonna have when we have these like they announce duo specific like mechanics. So like like shared shared health pool, and then like I don't even remember what it's called, but like something some like favor you can throw your duo partner yeah, to help yeah. them out. Like mm-hmm. it's active like. Like mechanics that are actively like helping each other out, and I think we like we talked. We think we talked about this when Ramblin was on. But like the problem with duos currently being that all the mechanics and the team play interaction is just how do we not hurt each other? And now in the duos mode, they announced it is not how do we not hurt each other. It's how do we actively help each other out? And I'm really mm. excited for that. Yeah, it's gonna be a much healthier format for like a double, like a doubles format. Um, yeah, it'll be cool. 
It'll be very cool. Uh, they also announced the date for Worlds, October first, I think it was. Finally. Yeah. Uh, any any favorites going into Worlds for you, Yubin? Um, like, like region or players? I mean, I, re- I guess both. Whatever, you, whatever you're feeling. I want KR to do well, but I think I honestly, legitimately think Eni's gonna do super well. Oh, yeah. Like I always, so I don't really follow or watch too much of uh, NA streams, but like Robin, I, I, I've, I've, I've been watching Robin since like set, I think like three. He was like one of the only streamers I actually watched to like learn the game, and um, I actually think Robin's like super. Uh, he, I mean, he's doing really well in ladder too, right? Like this. He set. just ran it down, Robin but he was, last set he was worlds. popping off. Or last yeah, set yeah. he was popping off. He was like rank 1 2 or whatever. Yeah, I think, think Eni's actually going to do well, like no cap. I want care to do well, but I have a feeling um, like no flame, but the, the players that are representing... Okay, the thing about Korea is um, a lot of good players quit um, in set 5, starting set 5, so I don't really have too much like expectations from KR, but I want KR to do well. Yeah, that, that's that's my prediction. Yeah. I already I know didn't... my favorite for Worlds. Esha, hands up. <laughs> Esha <laughs> qualifying for Worlds is the funniest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah, that was actually so funny. <laughs> it's funny, but he also like deserves it. He's yeah, been yeah, working. Like, I think his picture on the TFT like World Cup thing, like the streamer thing, is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I have no idea what it's from. <laughs> but like I was watching his stream the other night and I was like, that is not the same person. <laughs> I've been lying to no way. advertising. Yeah, like I, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I came here for the cow made <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can. I think what's gonna happen. I feel like it's gonna be a like. I feel like the meta at Worlds is gonna be very NA. I feel like a lot of people have been like boot camp. Like a lot of people from like EUS have been boot camping NA, and like I feel like a lot of like like play styles are just kind of like culminating in it. Like the like, NA feels like this big brewing pot right now with like a bunch of players like playing from different regions and stuff. And I mean, I I would. I think NA is gonna do very well. I think the meta is gonna be in their favor because I feel like it's gonna be. Less, I don't think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be the NA tournament meta, which is probably closer to Korea than, than the Korean play style than the NA ladder play style. Because um, the NA tournament play style is, is pretty aggressive. It's, it's aggressive rolling, like staying healthy, et cetera, et cetera. It's not, you know, quite hitting every four costs at 3-1 aggressive, but, you know, it's, it's still pretty aggro. Um, so I can see, I think NA is going to do pretty well, and I think it is going to be kind of centered around like our play style. That's my guess. Low key, like NA's NA's playstyle has been shifting. Also, cause like every a lot of people from a lot of different regions, like for the past like set and a half, like since the beginning of set five, have been playing in NA. Like a lot of a lot of Latam people, like Latin America, have been over here. I mean, European players have been here for a while. Like the whole KR invasion that happened last set, that's mm-hmm. still going on. Like Chinese 
uh chinese account sellers have been here forever and I like i mean bk in so long though where did they all go yeah <laughs> i missed the bk uh, wait, number 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 numbers or vx the vx ones where are the vx players yeah the, v I have no idea. the vx players are gone now you know what i you just what? realized that maybe they were all under 18 and because they live in china they can't play oh man that <laughs> think about that though think about that one Yikes! Yikes! But we we probably should. That's get a whole other issue. We'll yeah. Avoid, we'll we'll That's... avoid that one. We'll if you talk about Chinese one. TFT. We can talk about that. <laughs> you know, if any, if there are any NA world representatives watching, I am down to divulge all of my secrets forever. If if you just send me a, I got some secrets. Oh. Optimally. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the, I can also teach you the way to play Udyr 3 optimally. Oh, play Udyr. That's how you play it optimally. No, no, I mean, it's, I think it's a, it's a pretty open secret that if you type exclamation point Udyr in, in Kevin's chat, you get, like, it just is the, you know, it's the knowledge dump. Like, that, that, that is all you need to know to go first with Udyr 3. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I mean, looking at, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Ben. I think, like, this is is this this is probably like I mean it's only compared to two other sets, but this is the strongest uh NA lot uh NA rep lineup I think has ever looked. Like okay. I mean set three, it was socks and oboe. Like it's of just socks and then socks it was not really it key form socks. So we, we did not bros, one trick main socks. We did not send our best socks to set three worlds. And like set set four, like solid lineup. Like for sure. Very solid like lineup. we yeah. we sent a super solid lineup, but like and wait, what what was set four? It was you, and Kevin, DQA, Kurum. Kurum socks. Yeah, I think our set four lineup was pretty socks, good. Right. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Sephora lineup was good. I think this year's lineup is like as strong. I, I mean, I mean, Milk Robin and Spencer are all cracked. It kind of comes down to like, like I think sending three. I, there are a lot of players I would have been happy with sending to Worlds this set. Um, I mean, I like you know, uh, I think getting getting Milk Socks and um and Spencer as those three. Uh, you know, it's there are three of many that could have been super super great at Worlds. So I'm excited to see how they do. Although I'm pretty sure like. We cannot count EU out like ever. Mm -hmm. Like la last year, the EU players, I was like, I don't know any of these names, and then they just turned the fuck up to worlds because they always do that. Mm -hmm. So like, and I, I mean, I look at the names this year too. I'm just like, I don't know any of these people. Like I know Scapaeus now, but like I didn't know any of these people before. And mm -hmm. just knowing how EU is, they're going to show up. Like, would not be surprised if they outperform NA as much as we're, like, hyping NA up. I mean, we're also biased, so <laughs> it is what it is, but... Yeah, but there's always an NA bias. I feel like I don't... Yeah, I don't know anything about the EU people this year. I, I literally... The only person I know anything about is Skipeus, and all I know is that he pinged me in the game once. <laughs> like, beat, my, beat me, pinged me, and I, I don't know why. I don't this know why guy, he dares to ping me! <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know about you guys. That's but the real I feel like diff between regions. Jesus. The most exciting thing about worlds is always seeing what China does. You know, like yeah, we don't see China. Like it doesn't. Like maybe they're not gonna do well, but like okay, last worlds, like for example during scrims, 
you know, you had the Chinese players in scrims, and they were all just full open, no units <laughs> on board, all the it's way so up fun. until 3-5. And you had multiple of them in your lobby, and you're like, oh my god, these people yeah. are insane. And, like, we don't really get to see them too much, right? So it's like, you know, I was, I looked at one of the final results for one of their lobbies, like, Viego 3 versus, like, Star Belkaz or something. It was like, what the heck are these people doing? <laughs> what is happening? What? It's so I fun feel, to watch. Though. I feel like China's always played like greedier than NA, if that's even possible. Like, NA, NA greed in the past has been pretty absurd, but like China takes it to a whole new level. It's actually nuts. <laughs> yeah, I was, talk I was talking to Jiggly about it like recently. He, he said in Chinese server, like, they literally don't slam any items like at all, unless it's like, super bis which like i i was like really surprised to hear that but like um even like during fights he says they only slam items if it looks like they're going to win by slamming it so in, in any other scenario they just like don't make any items and they save it until like they have three best in slot for their their carry which is super interesting yeah it definitely sounds like a fun way to play. <laughs> if they're doing that though they're gonna get like there's no way <laughs> But I like, do. The rest of the world just plays way too aggressively to make not slamming items viable. Yeah. But I do like like the concept of like not like I've been like when I play red, I don't try to immediately slam items. I always, well, sometimes I do, but like a lot of the times it's like if I don't have to do it and I look at the fight and I'll win anyway. <laughs> sometimes you know you're like no, yeah, especially yeah, if you're you don't want to be like it. fully flexible, right? Like if you don't commit to an item earlier on, it really like. If you can get away with it, that is like you know you have so many more options open to you. Like if I slam yeah. Last Whisper early, it's like well, now I have Last Whisper and I have to play a unit that uses Last Whisper or these item this item is dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do think there's a lot of room for like not slamming everything instantly in an aggressive play style. Like if you want to play aggressively and you want to like win a game off of it, I feel like a lot of the time you need to be. Oh, like only like slamming stuff. Like you don't want to overplay it all, right? Like you have to play like this perfect line. I feel like, like especially like like top challenger lobbies. If you don't play this perfect line, you're gonna either like go fourth or go bot four. Like, either gonna like fizzle out to a fourth, or you're gonna just bot four off of like reading too hard. Um, so you need know, like there's always this line you have to play where like, do was this slamming that's gonna do anything in this fight? Is like leveling you're gonna do gonna make me win a fight that I wouldn't otherwise, or is it just like me wasting gold for for no real reason? Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of intricacy to it. It's cool. Although, I've mm, I like hesitate to hype up the Latin American reps because like I've like poor Pie Hat. Like we were like he's doing well in scrims and they didn't do that well or worlds like poor guy. But like I've Steel Coon Mbappe, however you pronounce that. Oh, he was I, in a couple of my lobbies today. I've like seen him around NA ladder and I'm like he's he's good. Oh, is he still on NA right now? Sealcoot's been on NA for a while. Like a lot of Latam has been on NA, has been kind of migrated over because like that server's just kind of dead now. <laughs> I have wait. So who are the represent representatives from uh from? Um, it's El Tomo and Sealcoot. Okay. Yeah. I don't Did know any. I don't know anything about Altomo, but like Seal Coon has been playing on NA for I'm a while. Sure, yeah, I'm sure I've been in a lot of them, just not realized. It's, yeah. It's them. So I wouldn't be that surprised if Seal Coon does well. Like, and 
Japan, Japan's rep has all, always randomly showed up. So I do not random. Yeah. Not random. Not it's not random anymore. What it's if they show up for a third time, then they're like, okay, it's definitely not random. There's a pattern now. Yeah, I mean, and... they have really good players like Tapioca Weishi on on NA ladder is, oh, yeah. is so cracked. Yeah. I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce that, but they hit rank one a couple days ago. So, like, Japanese yeah, players so are kind of cracked. Hmm? Like, they were. I do. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I mean, like, they're, they're innovators, too, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, Tapioca is actually the one. They they were the one that came up with the Lux comp. And they're like. I don't... So, I think the uh, the A bomb A bomb carry was actually from EU. But I think. Tapioca was the first one I really saw spamming it, uh, like the A bomb, Hurricane, Last Whisper, plus one, uh, mm-hmm. plus Zyra. I think Tapioca was like the first one really spamming that on NA. Oh, yeah, they're very creative. They're very very creative, yeah. which is like you know great thing for a TFT player to be. So, <laughs> my my literal first impression of Tapioca was in late set five. When I was playing a bunch of Cav Cav uh, spell weavers, and I hit Tapioca in two straight games. First time I said me horsey, he co- he contested me on horsey, and I sent him eighth. I load in, I see him again the next game. I type me horsey again, and I see he's contesting me again, and I sent him eighth again. <laughs> it was just the funniest. Thing. Like really, you haven't learned. <laughs> But like, and that, and at that point, he was like rank one fifty or something. But he's gotten a lot better. So, favorite first impression of any player, just for the record. <laughs> I wish we had a better idea of what the Japanese team is like. I would think we really need to talk to. I need mean, to like. I feel like we need a better idea of like a lot of that. What a lot of the teams look like is like before we talked to Yubin tonight. I had no idea that like Korea was so um, like mechanical about how they get like you know are able to. Like points you need to get better at the game, and you know, I there. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like that in other regions too that we just have no idea about. Like a lot of personalities too that are just you know, diamonds in the rough. We're not really just you know, NA doesn't know about them. So diamonds in the rough, puke, <laughs> NA bias. You kind of just like know about ourselves like internally. Like everyone in NA knows each other, but like we don't know that many people from other regions. I mean, like, well. Like, randomly, there will be some, like, cross-pollination, like, me and Aniko over in OCE. So, like, we know a bunch of the OCE people now. But, like, there's barely, there's not that much cross-pollination like that. No, there definitely, hopefully there will be more as, like, TFT progresses as a game. And, like, you know, the more hype that surrounds it. And they hope, hopefully, I mean, it sounds like Set 6 is going to be amazing and more dogs been hyping up a bunch. So, I mean, I think Set 6 will see a big growth and, like, you know, hopefully TFT and, like, the community in general and stuff. So... It'd be nice to get more connections, like you know, cross continent, cross server, etc. I, I mean, I've been, I've been. Uh, what what is that that term for when you're like landlocked? I've been landlocked in NA for a while. I think I need to spread my wings and fly. You know. In all fairness, isn't it more dog's job to literally hype up this game? I mean, that's true. True. <laughs> Set six will be better. Copium. <laughs> when your livelihood depends on it, you can't really be like everybody. I mean, he's not gonna say it sucks, but like TFT I trust is him. garbage. Do not play this game. <laughs> That's true. TFT is garbage. Do not play this game. Is Dota Auto Chess still like alive and thriving? No, it's still alive. It's more alive than like Dota Underlords. 
<laughs> when it's super wait are they different things yeah yeah yeah. so dota auto chess is like the uh it's like a mod inside the actual oh, oh okay gotcha. underlords was like the actual game that valve created like as a spin-off uh, kind of like valve's version of tft that they didn't <laughs> put it in the dota client unlike tft where they put it in the mobile client yeah um but they stopped updating that game like Oh seven. Peace. <laughs> right. Well, we can get to a couple questions now from people in chat. Um, let's see. We have one from X uh whose question was: biggest steps to climbing the challenger and being consistent. How would one improve from like low challenger to high challenger? And we can just go in a circle if if you want to start, Drachi. Um, my I mean, mine's like super general, but just like fixing tiny things because like i feel like anything above diamond anything even above plat it's well up, i'll say above diamond everything above diamond is just tiny things whether it's like tiny tweaks to fundamentals or like once you get to like above gm like your fundamentals are solid and like your advanced fundamentals are also solid at that point at that point you're just you're finding tiny adjustments you're finding tiny tweaks to like consistently get into your own play and whatever form that takes for you, like I, I can't you, I can't say like, oh, this is the tweak that you should be playing. You should get in your game to get you from rank one fifty to rank one hundred because it's different for every player and it's different for every play style. But whatever like that tiny tweak is, like every tiny tweak you make gets like makes a difference and helps you climb. So yeah, for sure. Do you have any thoughts on it, even? Um, so I think uh, I I I kind of do agree with Drachi in that sense. Um, I think after like I don't know about diamond, but like maybe like mid high diamond and up, I I think most players like have like a pretty good grasp on the fundamentals of the game. Like they know um like what items go on like with champions, what like an end end game board should look look like. But I think the the biggest difference between like um starting like probably like masters gm uh low challenger and high challenger is like getting to that like end game stage or like playing or knowing how to optimally play with the items and the um openers that you get and i think like the biggest difference between low and high challenger is probably um this is just my opinion but i think even in high challenger i feel like most players have very very different and unique like play styles i think um understanding and uh being able to realize what your specific play style is and being able to optimize that is the best way to um climb from like mid low mid challenger to high challenger like for even for me personally i feel like my play style is very different um no matter like what set or meta i feel like the way i i approach and play the game is very different to um a lot of the high challenger players as well that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. I think uh, also, like, a big thing that I've been thinking about recently at TFP is, like, I think a lot of people don't ask the right question. Like, if you think about what you should be prioritizing, a big thing comes from, like, your fundamental understanding of the game. And, like, I think a lot of people sort of prioritize correct things. Like, how do I... Know, like what is the most op thing that i can play right now what is like what are the most OP items i can make right now what is the meta and i think like 
in terms of like your improvement in the long run those are things that don't really play into right like if i know what the current meta is now that doesn't mean that I, like if somebody tells me what the current meta is now that's not going to help me know what the current meta is next patch right i'm not going to be able to internalize that information and be like okay i'll read these i see this in game i see what's happening okay this is strong right if you if you don't know how to do that a lot of the times it's sort of like um i feel like you know especially for low challenger players right they like if I'm if you're a low challenger, you probably know what's sort of like meta, right? You know what comps are strong, you know sort of you have a decent understanding of how to play those. But like I feel like to be like at the top of the top, you really have to sort of have a fundamental understanding of the game. You have to be able to do things for yourself and you have to be able to think for yourself. And like that like that's the big thing, right? Is like sort of seeing the game in a way that goes sort of beyond just superficial and being strong right now it's sort of you have to be able to assess situations you have to be able to understand like okay why does something work right if i see somebody playing something why is that working why am i losing why are this why is this like strong and meta like it's really at least at least from the way that i approach the game and how i sort of got really good is sort of like i started i feel like i started asking the correct questions versus like like know asking oh what items should i put on this unit it should be like why should i put these items? right or like why does it make sense to play this trade here versus the other trade right like i think a big thing is being able to know why and being able to then act on that information right because um like in, in the end of the day right like if you really want to set yourself apart from other people you have to be able to think for yourself right um and, you know, if you want to climb ladder, like, higher than other people, then obviously that's what you should be doing. Because, you know, if I'm just being like, oh, I see this person doing this on stream, I'll do that, right? Or it's more so, like, I see this person doing this on stream. Is it correct or not? Like, I think one thing that when I was really starting to improve, I was actually watching a lot of the top challenger streamers. And I was being like, I don't think that's correct. I, I feel like that doesn't seem right. That doesn't look right. And then you act on that information. And you know, if your if your understanding of the game is good enough, then it'll actually you might actually be right, even though you know they're like top top ladder, top challenger, right? But like, you know, sometimes they, they like people still make mistakes, right? Nobody plays the game perfectly, and like, if you can really think for yourself, then I think that's where you know it it pushes you through that barrier. I would say. Yeah, I think I think what Kevin said really kind of like gets to the core of it. I think it, like getting good at tft especially getting like from like low challenger to high challenger or whatever it's about making the game your own right i feel like the closer at least for me personally i feel like the closer i got and i keep getting to making tft feel almost like a sandbox game is the better it, like it correlates with how good i'm getting at the game right like tft is a game where there is a lot of you know there there is certainly variants there's rng etc um but there's a lot of like your understanding of like of, of that i guess i'll, I'll talk a little bit about how to get because everyone kind of talked about already everything else already, but we can talk a little bit about how to get better as well. Um, you kind of have to break down a lot of it. I think getting better is breaking down like your understanding of what's in your control and what's not in your control in a game of TFT, right? Because there's a lot in the game of TFT that is a direct result of every decision, every little decision you made over the course of the game, right? Like buying a unit, like, like your stage two, like buying one unit stage two over another unit stage two can totally affect how your board looks like at the end of the game. Um, same with like, like little items and like, like item decisions and stuff like that, right? 
So the more power you're able to exert over like your your board over the game, like the the course of the game, the tempo of your game, like the more you're able to make all of that your own and like like you're able to direct that yourself, the more power you'll have over the game and the, the better you'll get. Um like really TFT wants to be like it wants to be a game I I feel like it really wants to feel like a sandbox game. It wants to be a game where like you have all the power and it's giving you all these options and you can do whatever you want with it, right? So you need to set yourself up and your understanding of the game up in a way that lets you control that as much as you can. And like, you know, a lot of like climbing from low challenger to high challenger can be just like getting over a like like understanding that something might not be RNG, right? That like you didn't hit because you did something wrong early game and that directly affected your late game. Where if you did this better, this better, this better. And like, you know, the reason why you see like high challenger players and top challenger players have like so much more of like a defined play style, like, like you know, they're very unique. I think all of us play very differently in this podcast even, right? Um, and that comes with like having a very deep understanding of the game and being able to make the game our own. Whether like, It doesn't have to be in the same form for everyone as well, and it really shouldn't be. Because at the end of the day, it's a game that like lets you express yourself in a lot of ways, and understanding that and like being able to manipulate that to the best of your ability is what will make you better at TFT. Um, yeah. Copium. I want to say something again. A quote, a, a quote I picked up from Pi actually, and this like this is almost for like the jump from like low challenger to like high challenger top of ladder, like that jump specifically. But like you'll. You'll never be the best if you don't do something better than everyone else. And you're never going to, and like, I mean, that's the quote, but like, you're never going to do something better than everyone else if you just copy streamers and like copy exactly what other people are doing. Because if you're trying to copy other people without really thinking for yourself, you're never going to be better than them. Like, if I watch Soju and just try to be a carbon copy of Soju, I'm never going to be as good as Soju. I will always just be a worse version of him. And if Soju's rank one and I'm a worse version of Soju, I will never be above him, so I will never be rank one. And I think like that's why all four of us in this call, all four of us have like found the success we've had because we think for ourselves and we do at some point or another, we've done something better than everyone else on the server like even like even i i've never hit rank one um happy appies has been like early set rank one ramp have like just started hitting rank one you been have you been rank one no um i think the highest lp was like 17 oh 17 like oh two or something Jesus. <laughs> like we've all been really high challenger but like and that even at that point we've done something better than everyone else so like that's what's put us like at the top and it's because like we will and a lot of us will like copy other people but we're not just doing carbon copies we like look at what other people are doing and like learn from that so being like re really thinking about your own play style helps a lot is basically what i'm getting at yeah i mean uh, also there's like a saying when i first started playing tft i think in like set two i'm not sure who i like heard it from um, might have been like Corpic, but like people, I remember everyone in the chat would be complaining like, "Oh, I can't climb because I'm getting like bad RNG or like, um, mm -hmm. like these players only only high rank because like they're get they have better luck than me." And like I remember he said, "The only real RNG aspect of the game is the first carousel where like you're you're literally just spamming to get the item. Everything else is like almost in your control. So it's like the your ability to, um, 
play efficiently with like what you get and like it's easier said than done obviously like play your strongest board or like make the best items like it's super easy to say that but then like Rankev was explaining about how like um it all comes down to like how you how well you understand all the like little ins and outs and the fundamentals of the game and that i think that's what separates like especially like a low and like high um challenger yeah uh, for sure for sure i think there's you know there's a lot of also about tft that the better you get under the better you understand it the better you'll do um all right we have a question a less in, in deep question from halk 477 asking what chibi champ are you looking forward to see in tft and if you don't say warwick you are wrong or darius oh, I'm, I'm wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right i already i already saw jinx i'm gonna play jinx i'm gonna go jinx. oh i'm down i'm down for jinx I barely know. Oh. You'd think I like you skipped over that part of the video when they were yeah. talking about Chibi Champ. You've been so might not know about this. Um, yeah, so there are little so little legends are now there are gonna be little legends that are just little versions of champions from League. Um, so there's like a, like they showed a, a like a little Chibi Jinx that just like runs around like has they they basically have like emotes like little legend wood they run like little legend wood but they're just champions. So like Jinx is the little legend. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little chibi. Chibi. It's like a like a Nendroid Jinx kind of. I don't. Like. I don't give a shit because I'm just playing Chi Chi. <laughs> I don't I give a fuck. Like, so I, I like. I literally don't use any little legends. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, Ram Kevin and I can be excited on our own. It's then. true. <laughs> you know, I I was never gonna switch off of Chi Chi, but they they got me. They got me. No, good. no, <laughs> they got me. no, 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 no. <laughs> Chi Chi supremacy. No, I yeah, got it. Boring. No. <laughs> Like Silverman's a trademark, but there, if there's yeah. a Darius, there's no fucking way I'm not like spamming dunk on some idiot. I <laughs> just like Tenno. <laughs> there's no way I'm not dunking on some person. Anyways. <laughs> I, I, I gotta keep Prodigy Chi Chi though. I don't I, I don't know how I'm gonna how I'm gonna split it up though, because you know back back when I first started playing League, I was actually a Jinx one trick. I only played Jinx. Hey, actually same. Oh yeah. my goodness. Prodigy oh. are like the same person. Whoa! We both use Chi Chi. We both play Jinx. Ooh, this might be this might be the divergence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have another question from Beppo. Uh, do you folks play better on stream or off stream? In all caps, off stream, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, I think off stream for sure. Off off stream because there's like, like maybe there's just like, and some people like I feel like some people do play better on stream just because they're more accustomed to that. But, like, for me, there's so much going on in my brain, and I'm thinking about so much all the time that, like, having the added distraction of looking at chat actually, like, messes with my flow a little bit. So, like, just, like, that that distraction, like, does, like, gets in my brain and does so much that, like, I play so much worse on stream. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I feel like... I personally like, so I I started streaming like, the set I so I hit challenger and like the very literally the last year three point five I got like ninety ninth in challenger right, <laughs> I mean it was a hundred slots so I was like, and then like like set four like set four came out I started streaming, um, so I like didn't know much about the game at that point, and so I kind of like got better at TFT as I was streaming and I feel like my like, like my I, I definitely play better on stream. Because uh, I just, I'm so used to, like, vocalizing my thought process and, like, like, the thing about stream is that if I, if I don't play on stream, I am going down the YouTube rabbit hole no matter what. 
<laughs> like, I have a window open. I'm watching YouTube as I, like, like you know, autopilot my positioning every single round. So, <laughs> like, on, like, being on a stream, one, I just, I'm very used to it. And it's, like, how I, I it's this, the situation I got, like, I was in as I was getting better at the game. Um, and I just can't pay attention for shit. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm not, like, forced to, like, vocalize what I'm doing, I will be watching every Strictly Dumpling video in known to man. <laughs> Until the end, yeah, it's, just... <laughs> it's not even close. Oh, who are you, Mr. Kevin Roman? So, I mean, people probably know this already. I definitely play better off stream. No, recently, you know, I've been able to climb on stream thanks to some new tech, which I call not reading chat, which you know, I semi got from Yuvin. You know, I saw the Yubin streaming, I saw the Yubin tech, not reading chat. Um, but before that, you know, like for Snapshot, for example, I just didn't stream for a week. Like not, and the thing is, I, I still get this, like I was in Discord calls with like my friends during those games. But like, uh, for me personally, it's like, if I, it's, it's like, if I hear an opinion about TFT that I think is semi-reasonable, which is something that chat does a lot. Um, and something that if you're in a voice call with other TFT players, you hear a lot, you'll be like, oh, you know, that sounds, that makes sense. You know, I, I give this like 60% chance of working. I'll do that. And, and like, at least for me, it's like, in the end, I feel like my intuition almost always ends up being a little bit better. So that's why like reading chat and like being in discord call with other players while i'm playing i feel like actually it actually has like a pretty big impact i would yeah. even say it's like very statistically significant uh but yeah that's why like when i'm really really trying like you know i'll i'll listen to music i like music and you know i feel like it'll it's good for i play i play better with adrenaline but like that's a slight, slightly different thing it's just like when 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 you hear TFT opinions, not even like getting tilted by chat, but sometimes you know if they just have suggestions, you're like, oh, you know, now it's in the back of my brain. Maybe I'll do that. If it if it ends up affecting it at all, I feel like it's usually in the negative direction. It doesn't help. That's why I feel like if I'm really trying, no chat or like no. Yeah, it's definitely a person to person thing because I feel like the questions both of like my like. Like I hit, I hit like rank two, like my like there's plenty of people like rank one like a couple weeks ago, right? Or like three weeks ago, and the entire time I think like I was just answering literally every single question in chat. <laughs> and like the thing is, I feel like like for some people, like for me personally, it's like more of a um, it's like a focusing point for me where like it forces me to think about like like answering questions for chat forces me to think about the game. Like it forces me to like not just wander off mentally and like sweat every little thing because i want to talk about it i want to like describe it etc um but i've always like, i think some little add guy i just like multi i can't not multitask and so like if i'm streaming and i'm talking to chat as i'm playing it's like the way to multitask but like while also forcing me to focus on the game so it's like you know and obviously chat saved my ass sometimes obviously chat knows best <laughs> yeah i think it, I, I honestly think it just varies from like person to person yeah um but like i i do agree with what ramkey was talking about how like um 
like when you stream you're definitely going to be looking at what the people in the chat are saying right and not not necessarily saying that they're always wrong but when they like come up with a suggestion or say something that could like potentially impact like the way you play um your game it's always going to be in the back of your head whether like you actually do it or not and that definitely has like a huge impact on like how that specific game does play out and um that's why i i also do agree that i think if you want to actually climb lp and you want to stream the best way is to just not read chat like that <laughs> I, I i think that's like the only way honestly that's fair yeah i definitely think it's a like a definitely a person to person thing yeah it definitely yeah. varies too because like you know one 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 of one of the players like rated remember at the beginning of the snapshot right he was mm -hmm. like I forget who was talking about. Maybe it was Bryce, but he was saying like Raiders plays better on stream, and it's the same reason with the Appies, right? Like you get less distracted while playing the game. So exactly. You know, like have a second thing open, and you're like watching YouTube videos on the side. And you're like, ah, oh, but like sometimes, sometimes it helps, and it, I think it varies depending on the player, right? Yeah, I think it, like I have the attention span of a small, like a very small squirrel. So it 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 really like, I think if you're following that category, it helps a lot. <laughs> as someone who's in the same boat of like i have the attention span of an even smaller squirrel <laughs> my attention span outside of tft is like a squirrel that's like that big <laughs> like very very tiny squirrel but like with tft like i i have this like hyper focus mode almost where it's like i'm just locked in and like outside distractions like can like really fuck with that and like stream chat becomes one of those distractions so like that's why that's why you're like even though like i have adhd and like theory like theoretically i if, like i should be getting distracted by a bunch of stuff if i'm playing off stream and like having i get the like having chat as like the sole distraction kind of like narrows that down but like when chat it like chat just is a distraction for me and that's compared to like when i'm super locked in i don't have distractions so it does become like off stream is better for me even though like i have adhd <laughs> all right and our last question for the day uh is just from uh adra is why is you been so freaking cute <laughs> audrey <laughs> audrey, yeah, audrey. Uh, Yes, because he's uh, the earrings. First of all, true, true. You've been, you've been a cutie. You've been is a confirmed cutie. You've, you've been. Why are you so cute? I don't know. <laughs> it is. What it, it just is. be like that it's because of all the golf. Golf makes you more true. Cute. Golf, the golf did. True. Wait, and why true, am I true. not? Why am I not that cute? Actually, that's false. This hoodie's not adorable. I got this hoodie today, and it's so cute. <laughs> not bad. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we can, I mean, thank you so much, Yubin, for being so cute and for being on our podcast. <laughs> it's been an honor to have you on. Uh, and I guess, like, from there, we'll just wrap it up. I mean, I think we had a pretty good time. Oh. Did you enjoy yourself, Yubin? Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for having me again. It was really fun. Yeah. Yubin, do you have anyone, anything, anyone you want to shout out? Shout out to all the monkey dogs in my Discord for uh, <laughs> entertaining me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when are you gonna huh? stream again? Huh? When are you gonna stream again? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back right. to you, Abby. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up.
Thank you so much for watching, chat. Thank you so much again, Yubin, for, for being on. And thank you so much to Jirachi and Ramkep for being the best co-hosts of all time. So until next time, next week, uh, next Thursday, next Friday. It's not Thursday tonight. Uh, yeah, oh, until it then. Oh, Friday. End of the week. Yeah, it is a, it is a Friday. Got to get down on Friday. <laughs> all right, chat. Peace out. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night. Bye.